Welcome to the Scribes of Summer, the Athletics Dodgers podcast. I'm Pedro Mora, joined by Andy McCullough this week. Just Andy. Andy, how's it going? I'm okay, Pedro. How are you? I'm doing fine. It's nice to be here with you. Um, it is. We got a yeah, yeah. We got a couple things we can talk about this week. Uh, first, let us begin with uh, Major League Baseball's uh, health and safety protocol, first obtained by the Athletics Ken Rosenthal and Evan Drellick. Andy, what when you read through it, you know, read the excerpts been they've been published and parsed, and um, the possibilities uh, unveiled therein, the uh, the daunting nature of what the league is uh, recommending or demanding of its players in order to play baseball this season. What do you um, what do you think as you parse through that? As you you know, what what are your takeaways from from this protocol? I think it's a um, I think it's the most serious, most uh, for lack of a better word, impressive document and um, kind of acknowledgement from Major League Baseball of the significant challenge it will be to stage a season in the midst of a you know pandemic involving a deadly virus. Um, and I think maybe that comes as a, has come as a shock. I mean, it seems like some players, you know, have uh, talked about how that some of these measures seem draconian. You know, no showering inside the uh, the clubhouse, no you know seeds, no chewing tobacco. I mean, really, really strict um, sort of quarantine processing on the road. Um, but. This, these are the measures necessary in order to keep people safe when you're trying to play a sport that involves, you know, um, trans-state travel in the midst, as I said, of a pandemic involving a deadly virus. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, I'm working on a story now where I'm talking to some epidemiologists and some infectious disease experts uh, about, you know, kind of the feasibility of the plan. And there's, and there's some, uh, you know, there's some holes in it. There's some flaws. But you know, uh, as far as an initial document, it's a pretty good start. Even then, it still leaves a lot of room for questions about the, you know, how safe and how responsible it is to play ba- baseball in this environment. So, what do you think? Yeah, I think it it demonstrates that this is for real. That this is not right. only idle talk. That this is not the league keeping itself out there floating possibilities that this is you know at the very least as you said cons- you know well considered uh it seems like there are some flaws in terms of how they would uh, ensure the gap between testing and testing results and what right. what players are recalled uh, or recommended to do in between then seems like it it uh could be refined and you know maybe there's no perfect way to do it while ethically obtaining enough tests to, to put the league on so there's that there is that but it yeah it um it's 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 well reasoned enough to make you start to to make me start to think that you know they're really going to follow through on uh, on this and it you know it's also so jarring to consider what the sport might look like on television uh, without with with all of these things in place. I think it's I mean I think it it should cause all of us to have if you haven't already some sort of moral reckoning with the. Um, danger of what we're doing here. I mean, this is what, you know, an infectious disease expert said to me actually just this morning. He said, um, let's face it, infections are going to happen. The question is, how do they blunt the spread of those infections when they happen? And it seems to me like, uh, man, so like we're, we're like, so guys are going to get sick. (laughs) 
Like, <laughs> like this is scary, you know? And I think that's it's a risk, and it's a risk that people um, who have jobs that don't pay them millions of dollars are having to consider, um, you know, on a daily basis. And so um, I don't think it's, you know, it's any, uh, it, you know, it's it's not like, as I said, it's 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 a risk that people who don't make millions of dollars are being forced to take. Uh, at the same time, it's still a really significant risk, and there's also the concern about whether it might spread to people who aren't being paid millions of dollars. And so, um, you know, it's uh, it's it's a, it's a scary thing to contemplate, frankly, and and we're gonna see how it plays out. But uh, it does kind of put you know onto paper some of the things that you and I and other folks have been just sort of. You know, or maybe I don't know if you've been shouting about it, but I find myself just you know shouting about this in conversation with friends and scouts and you know people in the game who I talk with, and uh, to see it in kind of you know on paper is uh, is interesting. Well, it's it's if I could quibble, I guess, but maybe maybe not quibble, but with what you're saying, oh, let's it, quibble. We, we've known the whole time that if they were going to play baseball, it was going to lead to infections. Right? I know. I mean, this year, yeah. So it's that's not that's not new. I guess the, the only thing that's new here is that it's. Yeah. Acknowledgement, from, yeah, but from the the fort, the league, right? right? I mean, that's, that's all that's new. No, but yes, but that, but but it is. It's an interesting tone shift. There were a lot of stories I think that have come out in the past few days that are like, "Whoa, baseball is going to look different this year," and it's kind of <laughs> like, you know, it's yeah. it's just it's one of those that makes you know you're you're like yes, like yes, we've been you know uh, been saying this for a little while. It's a global. I think it's, it's Pandemic. Those, yeah, yes, yes. And I feel like we had a conversation of, of, on the podcast about this, like, um, I don't know, two months like ago in now, March, something like that. In, Mar- yeah, I, in March, I wrote a column but, that was like, what yeah. happens when a player gets sick? I feel like I was sitting right where I'm sitting right now, looking out at a rainy day, just like I'm sitting. And, and we, we basically said here that this was never going to happen unless, yeah. you know, because there were too many players that were going to get sick. And that's yeah. what we said. And like, and I guess what we failed to consider was that, um, or failed to to give adequate weight to is that they would you know do it anyway because they they want to um, and yeah, because and the, the, the players are going to um, agree to it you know that that's right. the essential that's an essential part here is that ideally you know I I really hope that everyone who is going to take part understands the risk they're taking on um, yeah you know and is not doing it without without a total understanding of the possibility that this could be you know that could affect their lives and their families lives you know forever so that that is a an essential part of this this whole plan yeah yeah it's whew, good times man huh yeah it, it's it, no no it's not good no, times no, but thank um you, thanks. so much of um so much of this the major league baseball's <laughs> release of, of these has like been i think has been to i mean i can't acknowledge it it's good i mean no i'm not gonna give you that what i'm not even gonna doing, say that for, i was doing sarcasm I, sarcasm um yes but it's just like no yeah. no um know, it sucks it's sucks. like it must be said this sucks it's awful yeah. um it is awful i i don't do do people really want this? Is this what the fan base of this country and in in Major League Baseball across the world wants? Um, I would say I would say that the majority of fans do. I would think the majority of fans would like to see baseball, but I think there is a, a conflation. Uh, and frankly, I was you know I was talking to again one of these infectious disease experts. You know, again, this is someone who's an expert in infectious disease. Who, who um, you know, should 
maybe understand this a little better, but he was making the point that, you know, sports coming back will help people feel a sense of normalcy. And I was kind of like, well, yes, but also it's a virus, you know? And, and, and so I, I think there's a, a, just a bit of a conflation of, we all want our lives to go back to normal, right? We all want everything. We all want anything to, that would help make us feel like things are getting better. And for sure, that there is a sense that if Major League Baseball has opening day on July 4th, July 4th will be a really good day for people at home, uh, you know, to watch. But I think that there is a downside risk to this that is really significant and is something that people don't want to explore because it's already pretty – I mean, it's already so deflating to consider – how the situation is now, we you know we don't want to consider what would happen if Major League Baseball gets going and then the season has to shut down in August because too many players got sick, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think most fans want to see baseball. I want to see baseball. You know, do I want to see okay. this? Not necessarily. No. I yeah, don't. that's. I but, have two points, I guess. Yeah. To say, which is that one, I don't. I understand that we want to feel normal. We want yeah. things to feel like they're back. Of course, I want that. Mm-hmm. But I question whether watching that that sort of baseball on television will will feel at all normal. I mean, it, yeah, will it? I mean, watching what they're doing, watching guys. I mean, are they not able to to like? Can pitchers not touch their face before they touch the baseball? Can you know? Are they gonna? <laughs> is is there no tobacco? I mean, <laughs> what, like that's not baseball. I mean, that's not. Yeah. It, it, it's just going to be a constant thing. I mean, at least for me, I'm going to be. I would be watching every moment to see like how are they handling it. Yeah, it's. It doesn't feel like it's going to be normal. I mean, to the watch out is just going to be covered in smoke as players just start ripping heaters to make up for the tobacco. <laughs> yeah, like is it normal if 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 something that you that we forever has been one way is now a totally different way? I, I, that's not normal. That doesn't feel normal to me. Um, yeah. I guess the and the other thing is that. So yes, it sounds so daunting, and and to consider how how bad this could get. But I guess the the um, the option that the league does have is that if it does get, you know, probably what they're thinking and how they're rationalizing rationalizing is it is if it gets awful after one week or ten days or fourteen days, probably you would need that amount of time for it to get bad. You yeah. would just bang it. You would just right. bang it, and right. and and then it's a it's a costly but not. Um, well, I mean, people would still be infected, and that would be awful. But it, you would limit the the um, the degree of awful, I, I suppose, would be the, is their thought process that like it's not gonna they're not gonna let it get terrifically awful to the point where it it's a you know it's a um, it's a widespread issue across the sport. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I I was you know I I need to actually find the exact reporting on this because I'm not sure, but I I was told today that. That, that there already have been players in the Bundesliga who have tested positive, um, but that um, could be wrong. I don't know. I don't want to give bad information, so let's maybe just move on from that. Um, you know, but I'm curious to you know see like if I mean Korea seems like it's able to. I you know what? Um, yeah, ten get, players in the Bundesliga tested positive. Okay, yeah. when was that? Uh, May fifth. It was reported. Okay. So. And that's a and that's a country that has a significantly lower spread than the United States in terms of rate. Um, so I mean, we're gonna see. We're gonna see. And yeah, I, I, I agree with your points. I think people. I, th- I think we want to see baseball. We may not be. Um, 
we may not be as um, we may not be ready for what it looks like when it comes back. I guess, but yes, we'll exactly. see. And to clarify, sorry, it's it, ten people involved in the Moon Zuko tested positive. At least four players. That gotcha. was the report as of May fifth. Gotcha. Um, let's, um, yeah, that's. I think we're we're on the same page here, and it's um, this is a, a lot to to to, to take in. Um, I guess it's a reason to be hopeful for some people about the possibility of baseball returning, but there's also a lot of reason to be skeptical and concerned. And so we'll um, we'll continue to balance those two. I, suppose. I think these these next two to three weeks are going to be really really crucial in terms of not just what uh, the sports leagues decide, but what happens with the virus. Because yes. you, you know yes. you've seen some stuff out of you know various states that are opening up. We're going to see what happens. All right, let's um let's do something fun, something about the past. Um, I was uh, I've been browsing a lot of early two thousands baseball teams on uh, on Baseball Reference in in recent days and weeks, and um, it it struck me when I saw a couple teams that were really good that their best player um, based on Baseball Reference War was a guy who I I, I never thought I thought it would be a fun uh, fun little game to yeah. ask you, Andy, who, who the best uh, best player by by B War was on uh, the, the best uh, teams of this of this uh, century. So there's 26 major league teams this century that have 100 or more games. Okay. Um, also interesting, I didn't realize that nearly half of those have been in the last four seasons. So that makes um, sense. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of teams went in hundred lately. There was extreme, uh, between, extreme tanking. Yeah, between 2009 and 2015, there was one team who won hundred. Yeah. So it's interesting. Let's. Do you want to start with the uh, 2019 or start with 20, uh, 2001? Let's go 2019. I think. All right. All right. All right. So <laughs> there's a uh, yeah. There, there's going to be some. You know, I think. Okay. Let's. I'm also going to. Let's place a little side bet on this, okay? I'm going to okay. set an over-under. Okay. And then you, I, I want you to think of how many... I want you to pick one on what you're going to get, how many you're going to get. So there's 26, right? Okay. Let's go... Um, you get This is on your first try, right, for each yeah. team. Okay? And to be um, clear, I don't like baseball, so I haven't been studying this. Okay, okay. <laughs> you, but I gave you a little idea like, of what yeah, this no. was. You, That's you true. Should, I mean, you, I didn't you, study you it, idea. though. I didn't look up I know, the I answers. Trust you. Yeah, I, yeah, I trust I you. you. I, I believe you, but you, you have an in, idea. You can let it blind. marinate. Yes. yes. Um, I'm going to go uh, I'm gonna go 13 and a half. Wow. I was going to say uh, 15 and a half I'd be able to get. So I'll take the over. I think I will get at least 14 of these correct. All right. All right. All right. Okay. The 2019 Minnesota Twins. Best player in terms of war. Baseball reference war. Baseball reference war. Uh, uh, what, oh, it, does, it helps if I can't name the players. Uh, what, what's the shortstop's name? <laughs> <laughs> you can't. You've got to say his name. Uh, We're going to impose a 20-second time limit on these. <laughs> okay, I'm going to have to... Uh, all right, I'm just going to have to pivot to Nelson Cruz. <laughs> you knew it, but forgot the guy's name. Yeah, That's what great. is his name? Jorge Polanco. Jorge Pol- I was going to say Polanco. Oh, my God. It was Jorge anticipate- Polanco, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was. God. I did not include this in my calculation. That's <laughs> Do I get that one? No, I don't, no, right? No, no, no. Got to name the guy. <laughs> um, 2019 Yankees. Um, Glaber Torres. No, DJ LeMahieu. Oh, all right. I'm not going to get this one. I'm going to 2019 Dodgers. Cody Bellinger. 2019 Astros. Alex Bregman. Yes. 2018 Yankees. Wow, it's going to be a bit tough. Um, Aaron Judge. 
Correct. Nice one. All right. All right. 2018 Astros. 2018 Astros. B War. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Alex Bregman. Correct. All right. You're on a good run here, Andy. Oh, yeah. Four in a row. Yeah, yeah. I'm feeling good. I have, 2000. I have five of six if I can remember <laughs> Polanco's yeah. name. Yes, yes, yes. It's the it's the early 2000s that are going to cause some real yeah, issues. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Um, 2018 Red Sox. Mookie Betts. Correct. 2017 Astros. Jose Altuve. Correct. 2017 Indians. Whew. Man, I'm caught between two here. Yeah, I think I know which two. Jose and Ramirez. I, wrong. What was the uh, other one? Lindor. Nope. Oh. This is a really rare one. Kluber? It was Corey Kluber. Kluber. Yeah. Ah, darn yeah. it. Darn it, darn it. Okay. Let me see how close it was. Two thousand. In the meantime, 2017 Dodgers. 2000? Who was good on the This t- is a fun and, one. This is a fun oh, one. Oh, that was a tough one, right? Because like they had such a... Uh, 2017 Dodgers. Man. Um... I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna say Bellinger again. No, no, ah. it was a. Uh, I thought you were gonna get this one. Justin Who Turner. Th- yeah, yeah. Gosh, uh, yeah, that's frustrating. If you hadn't said this was a fun one, I would have just guessed Turner. But yeah. <laughs> well, I think because. There was a. They had a lot of. You know who was. You know who was higher than Bellinger that year was Taylor. <laughs> um, oh yeah, and, I mean Chris Taylor was. Yeah. Chris Taylor was yeah. awesome that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's pretty frustrating. First was Turner, then Kershaw, then Seager, then Taylor, then Bellinger. On the Indians of seventeen, uh, Jose Ramirez was close to Kluber within uh, within one, and then Lindor was a okay. big step back. All right, so we're now at the. Uh, well, I thought it was a fun one because Turner has not. Uh, he does not usually play that many games. Um, he only played 130 that year. For a team that right. good, for a guy to only play 130 games and be their war leader and um, you know hit 21 home runs, I think is kind of a it's a it's an unusual yeah. set of circumstances. Well, the yeah. interesting thing about the 2017 Dodgers is they were like they didn't have a uh, you know like a superstar type performance that year, but they had a ton of you know four or five win players. Yes. Um, yep. I mean, it's something that they've been doing for a while now, obviously, but that was the first time it was like, uh, that seemed to be the plan, I guess. Yeah. It's, um, it is amazing when you go back and look at some of the early 2000s teams, the drop mm-hmm. off between the top two or three players and the oh, rest. I buy that. You know, there's, I buy that. Like, yeah. So, Baseball Reference has, it's, if you guys, if you listeners haven't seen it, it's like on the page of a, of a team from a specific season, they have the top 12 players by photo in war. And it's mm-hmm. a fun little thing to just examine. <laughs> and like sometimes on some bat, on some mediocre teams, you keep, like the 11th best player will be at like 0.5 replacement level <laughs> above replacement, which is like, I always yeah. find really interesting, which is just so how top heavy some of these squads were. Yeah. And there's teams even some were, good teams that are like that. Yeah. Teams were incredibly inefficient back then. Um, mm-hmm. But also like they were just judged on, you know, merits that are, different than the way we evaluate players now i mean like it's it's fun when you're looking at a player from you know the 70s or 80s who had a 15 year career and was worth like three wins and you're like how did this guy play all the time and it's just like well he was you know who the sport was evaluated differently do do you know who i just saw like that 
it's really, I found this one really fascinating. I mean, I, I would ask you this without, without the conversation having happened because you're going to get it, but mm-hmm. Tony Womack, okay, 13-year career, made, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you how much money he made, uh, $23 million, $23.5 million, 13-year career. That's great. Guess, guess his baseball mm-hmm. reference war. <laughs> like five? Two, 2.4. <laughs> <laughs> like awesome. a good month. That's one good month for hey. Mike Trout. I just I think it's it's kind of hard because like the I don't know like the tools too like how are we evaluating defense from the seventies like yeah I, I, I don't know it's, it's I, not it's even hard. worth really discussing it's hard to because we I don't know enough like to say yeah. definitively how good they're doing but so there's limitations on this but it is fun. right so um, yeah okay <laughs> yeah um, let's go to 2016 Cubs Chris Bryant correct. 2015 Cardinals. Oh my God. Um, wow. 2015 Cardinals. Wow. I have a pretty crazy one that I don't know if it's right or not. <laughs> but I, you know what? I'm Johnny Peralta. Uh, no, no, no. I think that might be the wrong year. Or something. <sighs> Matt Carpenter? No, he's third. Oh, it's, it's even right. crazier. Johnny it's Peralta even crazy. was like a 20. Paul yeah. DeYoung? Johnny Peralta no. wasn't even in baseball at 20. No, he was. He was, he was on the team. He just wasn't that good. That wasn't the year that he was really oh, he good. Was? Thinking. Oh, he was? Okay. Okay. Th- this guy, um, uh, he has been very bad since then. Or not good at all, I think you could say. He also didn't hit that well. Uh, he had a 797 OPS. And he had 7 war. I, I, who? Jason Hayward. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Number two, John Lackey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 100, 101 win team. That's amazing. So now we're going to uh, now we're going to the uh, we're taking four years back in in twenty eleven Phillies. Twenty eleven Phillies it has to be Roy Halladay. Nope. Cliff what? Lee. Wow. Really? Let me see how close it was. Wow. Uh, oh, it was really close. This was like, you should almost get it. Yeah. Roy Halladay was at 8.6. Um, Cliff Lee, 9. And Cole Hamill, 6.4. That is a that is quite a top three. Holy you got it right. Crap. You got it mm-hmm. right. Wow. Yeah. You got it. Um, all right. Yeah, all right. Okay. 2009 Yankees. 2009 Yankees, I will say CC Sabathia. Nope, Derek Jeter. Really? Yeah. Check Good it. player. All right, let's see. Damn. So far, we're through 14. I'm, man, of, I'm of in of some the trouble here. And you have got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of the 14. So you're okay. almost on track. You can, you can, you can, um, you can yeah, I'm going to have to pull a rabbit's foot out of my hat. Yeah, I think you're only going to get like. Four or five, five of these though, because, the, um, man, if you get we'll the see. last one that I'm going to ask you, I'm going to be so impressed, Andy. All right, I'm going to be so impressed. Okay. Um, this one's this one's really tough. This next one too. This is probably the second toughest one on the entire thing. Uh, 2008 Angels. 2008 Angels. Tory Hunter. No. Do you have another guess? No, I don't. Jared Weaver. I don't even know who's on the team. Yeah, this was a, such a tough one. I mean, it's outrageously like Irvin Santana. 
Irvin yeah. fan? Yeah, that's a tough one. That's a tough Number one. two, Joe Saunders. Yeah. yeah. 2005. <laughs> I know. It's like that team is what? What in the world is going on there? Um, yeah. They had a uh, – it was not a – you look at their if you look at their roster right now, just go to their go to their baseball reference page and, and examine how that Which team, team possibly won a hundred games. The two thousand eight Angels. I mean, they're yeah, I don't really get it. They acquired to share at the deadline. Well, yeah, and that's a huge part I of think what um it is uh it is somewhat I mean, we because of the way his career ended as a manager, I think Mike Sosha has a different reputation uh, than he did then. Um, I think because of maybe, you know, some issues he might've had, you know, uh, uh, adjusting a little bit or whatever, but, uh, he was a really good manager, uh, for a long time and they played a good brand of baseball. Um, and so they, they did, um, they did, they hit and run. They went first to third. They picked signs. Well, they played good defense. Like that, they played, it was a, a great brand. defensive team for sure. There's no doubt yeah. about that. Yeah. It's, um, but I'm looking at this roster and yeah, it's, uh, I mean, look at the look at the lineup. I'm going to read the OPS oh. pluses from the lineup from the the yeah. the, the nine guys who hit, hit the most that year. At catcher, 56. First base, 102. Second, 97. Third, shortstop, mm-hmm. 83. Third, 83. Left field, 98. Center, 111. Right, 130. And DH, 86. They're far below average as an offensive club. It's, uh, well, it's, here's here's a good one. Uh, they're the guy who got the majority of uh, you know games behind the plate is Jeff Mathis, <laughs> OPSing five ninety three. The good news is his backup Mike Napoli <laughs> was OPSing nine sixty. Yeah, uh, he, uh, that rocks. Yeah, his, uh, yeah. it's those. Wow, I have nothing to say to that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I mean Napoli was good. He also played a fair amount. It was it was nearly a. I know time it was it was pretty close. Yeah. Yeah, it's but that club, it's just like there's they also fit the uh, they have a guy in the top twelve who I have no idea who it is, which is always a fun game, especially when it was twelve oh, wait, years hold ago. On. I'm looking who that is. Who is that? And then the, the guy oh, in the number eleven. Yeah, Jose Arandondo. Yeah, don't know that man. Okay, um, 2005 Cardinals. Uh, Pujols. Yes. 2004 Yankees. A Rod. Correct. 2004 Cardinals. Pujols. Scott Rowland. Oh, come on. That's outrageous. Scott Rowland, man, in 2004. Look at the Cardinals <laughs> lineup in 2004. You want oh, yeah. to contrast? Like Larry, Larry Walker, Jim Edmonds. Yeah. It, they went Walker 2 um, in 04 once they got Walker from Colorado. They went Walker 2, Pujols 3, Rowland 4, uh, and Edmonds 5. All four, all four men had OPSs over 1,000. Yeah, it's yeah. it's might be the best lineup this century. Uh, that's not true. But it, I, well, they have Albert Pujols. I mean, and they have dude, Larry Walker. Look at the lineup. Jesus, I mean, Jim Edmonds was out of his mind that year. <laughs> oh my god! Did you see Rowan? Uh, yeah, but j- j- Jesus Christ! Jim Edmonds three hundred one four eighteen six forty three. Oh my god! Was the ball juiced in 04? What was going on there? I don't, I don't know if the ball was juiced. Um, well, yes, yeah. nay. Don't cast aspersions. Uh, Larry Walker, sorry, he had a 953 OPS, not a thousand, but uh, it's <laughs> it's an outrageously wow. good lineup. Yeah, wow, that's a, that's a good little club there. Yeah, yeah. And Tony Tony Womack was hitting first. That's why I came across him. Like okay, that. 2003 Giants. Uh, Barry Bonds. Yes. 2003 Yankees. 
uh, I was going to say A-Rod, but he wasn't on the team. Uh, 2003 Yankees, I will say... Um, yeah, it's a tough one because I could try and be cute with it or I can just go with who is the most famous player and I'll just say Derek Jeter, but I, I don't think that's right. No, Jeter wasn't even close. Um, yeah. It was Mike Messina. Mike Messina, yeah. It's a good one. That was closer to like the modern Dodgers in, in terms of they had... Yeah. So Jeter was Jeter was seventh with 3.6 and, and tied with right. Mariano, who was also at that number. Uh, and so That was ha- kind of the ethos of that team, of all of those Yankees teams, at least in the, the championship years, right? It's like they had a ton of four and five win players. Um, yeah. So they kind of changed in the... Posada know, that year had a wonderful year. Alfonso Soriano and Jason Giambi, David Wells, Clemens. Yeah, it was a ridiculous squad. Yeah. Uh, okay. This is um, this is. Okay, I won't. I won't. Uh, I won't tease it. Two thousand three Braves. Hoof. Hoof. Um, Gary Sheffield. No man. I'm sorry. Chef uh, had a wonderful season. Uh, over a thousand OPS. The man who uh, led the team in in baseball reference war played second base. Do you know who he is? Second base on the O. Uh, no. <laughs> who? <laughs> yeah, his name was Marcus Giles. <laughs> he had an Brian eight win Giles, season. Brother? Yeah, he had an eight win season for that club. Mar- Marcus. <laughs> what? Hold on, I'm looking this up. Mar- there was a. There was a Marcus Giles? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, Wait, he must have put up some crazy defense, I think, is, is, the, is what I'm gleaning from this. Wait, this is one of the most insane <laughs> careers I've ever seen. Hold on. Hold on, hold on. Did, okay, did, wait, hey, did it's he his have birthday. Like some awful, it's his birthday today. Wow. Did he have some awful injury that's going to yeah, make me look like a... Uh, no, okay, no, he, okay. he, had, he had a bad injury in, in San Diego. It happened, yeah. I forget what exactly. Okay. Um, I'll pull it Okay. Up. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He had like, uh, he had heart issues. Okay. Okay. Uh, anyway. Yeah. That's a, uh, yeah. He, okay. So he experienced a significant amount of injuries. He also had a, a bad collision with Andrew Jones. Okay. That would explain why this guy who was a, uh, you know, like four win player for three years in his mid twenties stopped playing at 29. Okay. Marcus Giles. All right. Yeah. Learn something new every day. Mm-hmm. And that's not even the weirdest man on this list in the, in the final ones here. <laughs> so All right, so 2002 Braves. Uh, let's just go chalk. Uh, wait, wait. What's wait. chalk here? What's wait. chalk? Well, there's, I think, oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Andrew Jones. That's correct. That's All correct. Right. All right. Um, let's, let's do a quick count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10, 11. You have 11 with four to go, Andy. Oh, man. So I got to I gotta get three of the four? Yes, that's... Yes. All right. That, yes. is, that would add up to 14. Okay. Yeah. All right. 2002 All right. A's. Two. This is the iconic two. season. Yeah. 2002 I think you're going to get this. Tim Hudson. Ooh. No. Oh. No. But... I'm gonna give that to you, honestly. Was it? it was Ta- point one Tahana? away. It was Barry Zito. This is a dumb one. Yeah, it's. I'll give it to you. 
yeah, it's they, they were no, equal. They I didn't were, get it. They it were equal. Zito. It's they were they were they were equal. It makes no difference. All right, I'll take the charity. Um, two thousand two Yankees. All right. I feel like if I just no, I don't this know. is I don't think know. Think about this one for a while. I think you might. Hold on. I think you might get it. Jason Giambi? Correct. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yes. 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 Oh, yeah. So right after there you left it the is. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so you're in is. business. you gotta get, uh, you got to get one of these two. <clears throat> one of these two. Okay. I think Here you're going go. to, actually. Yeah. Um, all right. I'm going to – there's a tougher one and an easier one. I'm going to start you with the tougher one. This is the okay. toughest one in the entire bunch, um, in my opinion. 2001 Mariners. Okay. I think there is a decent chance I get this. Did you have you been Brett Boone? Oh, get out of here! What the hell is going on? What the? Did I get it right? Yeah. What the? Yes. <laughs> Explain how you knew that though. Yes. <laughs> because I have spent a lot of time looking at the 2001 Mariners baseball oh. reference page. Okay. Okay. And the two things that stand out on it are John Olerud and Brett Boone. And I figured since Olerud was playing one of the was playing first base, Boone is probably the guy um, who makes the most sense. Yeah, okay, good call. So I'm. Let's see. If, let's see how much time you've been spending on that page. Okay, so Boone hit three thirty one, three seventy two, five seventy eight. He hit thirty seven home runs. Uh, guess how many RBI he had? Uh, can you give me the the home runs again? Thirty seven. I'm gonna say like one forty. Wow, you've been spending a lot of time there, guy. 141. Very impressive. Yeah. I mean, guys used to hit – guys used to drive in 141, 40 runs like all the time. Like if you had a good that. year, I you drove that's... in 140 runs. Really? I don't remember that. I think so. Um, okay. Well, impressive. Let's see. I think you would have gotten that even without the uh, – even by the letter of the law based on this next one, the final one, 2001 A's. 2001 A's. Um I think I'm just gonna say Jason Giambi again. Correct. All right. So we'll take away your um your the the Hudson Zito one. And you still got it. You got 14 even with that. All right. I'm All impressed. Right. I did not think you were gonna yeah. get Brett Boone. How many of these when you were was Brett Boone the one that caught you the most off guard? It was the Marcus Giles one that caught me the most off guard. Yeah. But I thought that I thought that the 01 Mariners had so many other good. Play- I mean, they're both actually. Yeah. In, in retrospect, the Giles one. I would have never had Boone because I don't. I haven't looked at the Mariners' 01 team in quite a while. Right. Um, I assume you just say Ichiro. Is yeah, that's the, what I would have said. Yeah, that's what I'm I would on, have actually. Said. I'm on their page now, and Ichiro is number two. Uh, I would not have got. I forgot Mike Cameron was on that team. Mike Cameron might be the most uh, like underrated baseball player of all time. He was he a, awesome he a nice for career. a really long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I think I would have. Uh, I would have gotten a few a few less than you. Um, yeah, I would have had Lemayhu with the Yankees. I don't yeah. think I would have had. I would have gotten some of the Astros off the Astros years <laughs> off. The getting all three of those was key for you, I think. Can yeah. we talk about how I would have hit my fifteen if I had remembered Jorge Polanco's <laughs> name? <laughs> yeah, that's impressive. Just crushing it. Just crushing yeah. it, man. I mean, okay, but I do think part of the trouble with him that one is that it's it's he's not a known quantity, and so yeah, he's not a known commodity, I should say, or whatever you want to call it. He's he's his name is not famous. I you, I didn't know who he was a year ago, two years ago. So right, it's uh it's harder to remember his name than it is Derek Jeter's. The Irvin Santana one is a hard one. I think anytime there was a pitcher, yeah. it was a little harder, except for the 01 Phillies. 
or yeah. sorry, the 11 Phillies. Um, yeah. There's so few teams that are built specifically around pitching who win 100 games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like that's it seems to me that if you if you have a team that gets that far, like your your lineup is what powers you. You know, like you always say, like oh, you know, this team's built around their rotation. They won 92 games. It's like oh, that's kind of weird. You know, like it reminds me of like the the Nationals this past year. They won 90 games and they had like seven great players. Yeah, because it. their uh, their like 13th best player was worse than the Dodgers 21st. I'm just spitballing there. <laughs> it might even be yeah. further on the scale yeah. than that. Yeah, the 01-02 Giambi sequence for two different teams, the Moneyball thing, like the, remembering that that was the years, those are the years really really help you there. You know, when, you, when it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Giambi in 01, you want to guess his OPS plus? Um, 180? 199. Wow, he was banging that baseball around. <laughs> yeah. So I'm impressed, Andy. You did well. Congratulations on your uh, on your victory. Thanks, man. I spend yeah. a lot of time on Sporkle, so I, I know some of these things. Do you really? Huh? Yeah. I'll just sometimes I'll just like uh, go on Sporkle and just try and name all of like the Cy Young Award winners and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You know, cool. I got a lot of time on my hands, man. Yeah. What was your um? What did you find? I said what I thought were the hardest ones. What did you think was any, anything? Anything you could give me Cardinals a f- are a good uh, or a good or a tough one because you're gonna everyone's gonna say. Players. I mean, yeah, the yeah. tough ones, the ones like that where there's an obviously great player and someone had a slightly better season are tough. Uh, you could have given me a thousand guesses and I wouldn't have said Marcus Giles. <laughs> um, you also probably could have given me a thousand guesses and I wouldn't have come up with Irvin Santana. Yeah, that one is ridiculous. See, the Roland thing was not a fluke, though. Scott Roland had a, was outrageously good. Holy no, I mean, Scott Roland's like a Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. Uh, but, but like, the hard ones are like when, you know, if you think of, like, a player like Joe Saunders, right, you kind of think of him as like, oh, Joe Saunders, that guy stunk. Where it's like, no, Joe Saunders pitched for 10 years, and so, like, he was obviously pretty good for some of them. Um, but we kind of remember players, like, on the way out, in a way. You know, like, you remember... Irvin Santana on the way out so you forget like he was a you know a really good pitcher for seven or eight seasons you know and like made probably made a couple all-star teams etc so uh, I I agree with you and I think I don't know it's just it's with players of this era it's especially true because like Saunders is an example of somebody who was it what is his best when we were like our in our teen years and then when we got into the business right he was on his way out and so I mean he might have like been on the waiver wire like when you were covering the Yankees or something like that like he he might have pitched against them in his like in one of his final starts when you're on the beat things like that so it's right yeah it it makes total sense in this case that you do not think of him as a good player that said that was by far his best season yeah well and also just to like stylistically like I'm looking at his his stats now right like he was uh, he was an all-star that year guess what his strikeouts per nine was in 2008 yeah it's uh, it's like probably under five yeah (laughs) it's 4.7 Well, I'm so looking, I've just, been looking you know. at these, like a lot of 04 teams and the, the pitching styles back then. It is, I, I remember yeah. watching them, but I, I did not expect that you, I mean, Carlo, I was looking at Carlos Silva the other day. Do you remember him? <laughs> Do you remember him? Yeah. I'm going to give you the, his yeah. strikeout rate a year that he was kind of good. Give me one second. Uh, <laughs> it is outrageous. So he went back-to-back years. Okay, in 2005, he had a 3.44 ERA in 2005. Uh, a 3.44 ERA over 188 innings. Guess his strikeout total. His strikeout total. Uh, 188 innings. Uh, uh, 90. 71. 
<laughs> yeah, man. It was a it was a different sport. You know, yeah. you know what I miss? You know, you know what I miss which baseball like is not going to have anymore and it's kind of really changed in the last 5 years is like I miss playoff games with two great teams and then two like veteran shitballers on the mound. You know, like two guys who are both 36 and like have, you know, 5.0 strikeout per nine and are going to go like four innings and give up four runs like that. Those games are gone. You know, those guys no longer have jobs and they've all been replaced by like guys who, you know, throw 97 and are going to, you know, basically bullpen game it. I kind of miss that. Just like I miss shit ballers in October. I do. Oh man, I'm with you. I'm with you entirely. In fact, I'm writing about one of those games for later this week, and it's been mm-hmm. a. I've, I've been rewatching it. Um, it's been a great source of joy for me. Yeah, the uh, the guys who can't strike anybody out and have to rely on um, <laughs> on balls in play. Um, I think because when it gets to a real tense moment and you know that those guys <laughs> on base and they just use the balls in play, you're like, okay, what's gonna happen? And it's it's um it's just the it's a. It's hard to say that it was better baseball, but yeah. I think I enjoyed it more um, yeah. than this. Probably because I don't understand how how tough it is to to throw as hard as these guys do and with as much movement. And I enjoyed more. You know, it's it's more appealing to the ba- to the casual fan, which is basically yeah. what I am because I'm not an expert of right. of the ball and play. Like right. the ball and play is more fun to watch. It's of just course, than than the. Yeah, so I think I've told this story. I know I've told you this story, and I may have even told the story on the pod before. But there was a game. Uh, the, in 2014, a playoff game with the Royals and the Angels. And it might have been game one. I think it was game one, yeah. And uh, it's like maybe the sixth inning. It's a tie game. It's tied probably 2-2. And there's the, the go-ahead run is at second base for the Angels. And uh, Howie Kendrick's up. And Howie Kendrick's a right-handed hitter, obviously. Uh, very, very powerful or, you know, very, very good hitter. Very, you know, can really do damage, right? And uh, Jason Vargas is on the mound for the Royals. Left-handed pitcher, uh, you know, doesn't miss a ton of bats, kind of relies on soft contact. And uh, Ned Yost comes to the mound and tries to take the ball out of Jason Vargas' hands. And Vargas goes, no, no, I'll get him. I'll get him, Skip. I told you, you know, I got to get this guy. I'm going to get this guy. I can get him. And Vargas, I think, like, hangs a changeup. And Kendrick hits just like an absolute rocket into right center field. And the ball... Uh, clears Lorenzo Cain's glove, I want to say, and Nori Aoki catches it with like his face against the wall. Just an absolute bullet. And Jason Vargas comes into the dugout and said, Yeah, Skip, I told you I'd get him. I told you I'd get him. And I just miss that, you know? I just, I miss that part yeah. about baseball. I remember that uh, play. I was there and it was, uh, it was wonderful. Yes, I, I, I missed that. Um... I'm gonna go watch that. It's fun to watch things that don't make sense. You know, that shouldn't be done. It's there's something <laughs> there's something very appealing about it. So I'll tell you the, the game I'm writing about is the 04 Le- Jose Lima pitched against the Cardinal the 04 Cardinals in the uh, NLDS. So he okay. at the start of the game at the start of the game they're saying they're saying oh yeah Lima you know if he goes six innings tonight that'll be wonderful for the Dodgers yeah. that'll be wonderful you know they, they've gotten boat raced by the Cards in the first two games eight three scores in each game you know the, right. the Dodgers best hitter that year is Sean Green. Uh, yep. And the Cardinals have those aforementioned four dudes in the middle, right? So Lima gets Lima's cruising, you know, he, and he's throwing at this point. He's the, the hardest pitch he threw all game was ninety. Uh, he's got a fastball and a change and a, and a nothing curveball. 
and uh, he's getting through six. He's getting through seven. He's getting really excited out there. The crowd is going wild. Um, the Dodgers have, at that point, a man who had dominated as a closer like it, no uh, no more than one other man has ever dominated before in mm-hmm. Eric Gagne. Um, he's waiting in the bullpen, hasn't pitched in games one or two, is totally fresh. Um, and uh, Lima gets into the eighth inning after Tracy set, to- tells the Jim Tracy, the manager, told the Fox broadcasters before that he would be ha- elated with six. Oh, no. What innings. is the tracer doing? So he, Lima gets into the eighth. He gets Larry Walker to uh, ground out to end the eighth, I believe. And then uh, he goes into the dugout, takes three huge hits of smelling salts. Gagne's ready in the pen. <laughs> you know who comes out? So it's Albert Pujols, Wait, Scott Rowland. It's Albert Pujols, Scott Rowland, and Jim Edmonds. And Lima goes back out for the ninth. <laughs> he goes back out. Gagne didn't pitch. And Lima, Lima, Lima got it done. I mean, it's, it's, it was the best moment at Dodger Stadium in 20 years. I mean, between yeah. 88 and, and, and right. probably 30 years. And, right. and some of the – in like the Juan Uribe home run. It was probably a quarter century. Before the, uh, the, they had a better moment at Dodger Stadium. And it, it should never have happened. It should never have happened. I mean, yeah. it was an outrageous decision to send out, to send out Jose Lima for the last <laughs> inning. You know, it's just, it just makes, it makes zero sense. And it's so wonderful at the same yeah. time. There is, there is something truly exhilarating about watching that, especially if you, A, don't have a rooting interest. Or B aren't on deadline trying to explain this to the readers about what is happening. Like yes. if you're on yes. deadline, you're just like, what in the what, <laughs> why? Like why are you doing this to me? Like I just want to write that Eric Gagne pitched a scoreless ninth <laughs> and finish my story. You know, but if like you're wa- just watching the game as a neutral observer, I mean that is just it's an exhilarating experience. Like I felt this. Like yeah. watching, uh, I would say, and this is even on a smaller scale, but watching Dave Martinez manage Game Seven of the World Series, like, oh, yes. you know, and I, <clears throat> thankfully here at the Athletic, I didn't have the you know the deadline pressures that I used to as you know when I was my former role in a newspaper job, and so I'm watching him. Like I would have taken out Scherzer in the second inning. So like every time Scherzer came back, I was just like, this is crazy. Like this is this is madness. Like I'm loving this. Like this is the craziest shit I've ever seen. And he, you know, he only went five innings, but just like you know, it was like a, a you know, uh, you're on the edge of your seat with almost every pitch because it just seems so nuts. Can we make a pitch to the man? If you're a manager out there and you're listening to this, um, please do dump. Please do more dumb shit in the game. We, we would appreciate it's, it. It's not even dumb yeah. shit. It's just. It's just <laughs> I mean, because you could make you know arguments. I mean, maybe not the Lima thing, but the you know the the Scherzer thing. I doesn't necessarily the thing actually made some sense. Yeah, it, it did. Yeah, it doesn't. It's, but it was it's like the manager crazy. understanding his player to some to some degree. Right. Yeah. Right. That's a it's a good point. Yeah. It was just I was watching that, just being like, why is Scherzer facing the Astros a second time through the order, and then an hour later, like, why is Scherzer facing the Astros a third time through the order? <laughs> And they won the World Series. It was crazy. Crazy series. Crazy times. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy times I can agree with. Yeah. Hey now. Cool. This was fun. This was fun. Yeah. Thanks for um thanks for taking part in my quiz. Maybe come up with something and I'll uh, I'll do it again in a, All right. a few weeks or something like that. <laughs> that sounds but like a good, good idea. Job. Man. Congratulations on your victory. Yeah. Thank you. I'm very proud of myself. Thanks to all the listeners for your support as well. Bye guys. Thanks for listening. And remember you can subscribe for 40% off at theathletic.com slash Dodger Thanks.